Yes, if you would take your copy of the scriptures and turn to the book of Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 46. Matthew 26, verses 36 through 46. Hear the very word of the living God. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again for the second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Let's pray. Lord, tonight as we gather as your church, truly this is a time of remembrance and yet a time of celebration. And so, Spirit, flood this room with your word so that it would cut to the very heart of who we are, that, that we have gathered here because of you, Jesus, remembering the awful price that you paid, that indeed we would see your grace and mercy. Father, would your presence be so powerful tonight? Oh, we just ask this, this in your name, Jesus, alone. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm Steve Thompson. I serve as one of the elders here at La Crescent Evangelical Free Church. It's such a privilege to bring you God's Word tonight on this Monday, Thursday. And the title of the message is Jesus Prays in Gethsemane. And if you think about it, on the night the Lord Jesus, on the night before the Lord Jesus went to the cross, there were some noteworthy events that took place. For example, Jesus celebrated the Passover and, and instituted the Lord's Supper, in fact, with his disciples. He, he washed their feet after the supper to set an example of servanthood. And afterwards, Judas Iscariot, one of the original 12 disciples, betrayed Jesus into the hands of those who wanted him dead. And if that wasn't enough, one of his closest disciples, Peter, 
denied knowing him three times. But one of the most noteworthy events that happened that night was Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, God must deem this account pretty important, this, where Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, because it's, it's recorded in all four of the New Testament books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus' prayer in the garden was in a dark, agonizing, and sorrowful hour. Yet, in one of his darkest hours, Jesus' prayer in Gethsemane was persistent and passionate. And those are the two points I want us to take away from tonight. That his prayer in the garden of Gethsemane was persistent and it was passionate. Those are our two main points. So let's take a look at this thing about the persistence of his prayer. Now, as it was his custom, Jesus went to Gethsemane on the Mount of Olives to pray with his disciples. However, this night would be different. Indeed, there would be much prayer, but there would be also much agony and sorrow. Amidst all of this suffering, Jesus' prayer was persistent. And according to our text from the book of Matthew, chapter 26, Jesus was very sorrowful even to death. Think about that. In fact, he fell on his face and prayed, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And then the second and third time that Jesus prayed, he said, My Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And what did he mean by this cup? That's very important. It alludes to the cup of the wrath of God against man's sin. It was the cup that Jesus prayed and agonized over. It was the cup filled with the awful punishment that only Jesus could drink. Only he could satisfy the wrath of God against man's sin. In his persistent prayer, willingly facing the Father's wrath, Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Yes, Jesus prayed three times for God's will to be fulfilled, not his own. And for God's will to be fulfilled, it meant suffering and agony. Just as olives in Gethsemane, which, by the way, means place of the olive press, just as olives were crushed to make a delightful oil, God would crush his only son to satisfy his wrath for sin. And out of the agony of Jesus' suffering and sorrow, God would delight in those sinners chosen in his providence to be rescued from sin through Christ's substitutionary death on the cross. And here's some verses I wanted to share with you to drive this point home. First of all, from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, 
so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And then from Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his stripes we are healed. And then Isaiah chapter 53, verse 10, yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. And so in Jesus' persistent prayer, God the Father Almighty was glorified. And not only that, but all who put their trust in Christ can rejoice that he prays persistently as our advocate and our intercessor. All those who receive him by faith who believe in his name are called children of God by his power through the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the gospel. That's the gospel, which is the good news message of the cross. That's why we're gathered here tonight, church, to celebrate that, remember that. How about you? Have you embraced the good news message of the cross? Are you trusting that Jesus is persistently praying for you? If not, turn your eyes to Jesus now, tonight. Come, believe, and see for yourself. Because when God transforms a life, Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane is seen as a, a passionate prayer for us. In his prayer, may we comprehend the depth, the width, the length, and the breadth of the love he has for the Father as well as those on earth that he suffered and died for. And so let's take a look at the second point now that his prayer was passionate. In Jesus' prayer to his heavenly Father, he cried out passionately to God three times. His request was to let this cup pass, yet not Jesus' will, but the will of the Father be done. His deep love for and dependence upon God was expressed each time by saying the words, My Father. In fact, in the Garden of Gethsemane, the account in the book of Mark, Jesus calls out to God as Abba, Father. Abba is the definition of the word Father in the Aramaic language. And in this context... Jesus' passionate prayer was directed toward his Abba, Father, and Daddy in a humble and intimate cry. Now think about that, church. Jesus cried out to his Father. And all of us who are in Christ, don't ever be afraid to cry out to your Father. Abba, Father, Daddy, help me, I need you. And in fact, in Jesus' case, <laughs> Scripture says he prayed all the more earnestly or passionately while being in agony. 
And I want us to, sh to share with you the, the passage that speaks to that. Here's Luke chapter 22, verse 44. Listen closely. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. Now, now let's, let's take this imagery and, and really let it sink in to our hearts and minds, this, this agony and suffering that Jesus was experiencing. Because here was the Lord of, of lords, the king of kings, the prince of peace, the wonderful counselor, the almighty God in the flesh in such agony that his sweat became like great drops of blood, even with an angel from heaven strengthening him, he prayed all the more earnestly, all the more passionately. And perhaps this was a full realization that he would be forsaken by the Father as he suffered and died on the cross, forsaken so that we could be forgiven. And here's another aspect of Jesus' passionate prayer. His love for the disciples. Here's dear friends whom he had cried, laughed, ministered, and prayed with and for. His love was as deep as his heavenly Father's love for him. The love he had for the disciples was just as deep as the heavenly Father's love for him. And this amazing love is not just for the disciples. It's for all those who are followers of Christ. Here's John chapter 15, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Now, can't you just see it now? Here is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane with three of his closest disciples, Peter, James, and John. And he returned three times from prayer, and they were sleeping. <laughs> they were sleeping each time. And these were the same three who had marveled at his glorious transfiguration. And yet now in Gethsemane, they slept while Jesus prayed in agony and sorrow. After a gentle rebuke to Peter, Jesus exhorted them to watch. In other words, to keep awake and pray that they may not enter into temptation. And he also observed that the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And you know what? Whether we'd like to admit it or not, we're like the disciples. We're constantly susceptible to temptation. We're prone to failure. And even when our spirit is willing, our flesh is often weak. Yet, in our temptations, failures, and weaknesses, Jesus remains faithful. Praise God. Jesus remains faithful. And in fact, for those in Christ, Scripture states that Jesus and the Holy Spirit intercede and pray for us. Even when we're faithless, he remains faithful. 
That's the passionate love of God which can't be separated from those in Christ Jesus. That's the love of Jesus displayed in his passionate prayer which surpasses all knowledge. There's a quote here that Pastor Dan gave in some of the past sermons. He wasn't sure he could make this quote, but I'm going to credit him anyway. And here it is. Pastor Dan said this concerning prayer. Take a look. Prayer is not about forcing our will upon God, but bending our will to him. Let me read that again. Prayer is not about forcing our will upon God, but bending our will to him. In the dark hour of agony and sorrow in Gethsemane, Jesus did just that. His persistent and passionate prayer in seeking his Father's face made all the difference on that night for his disciples. It can make the difference on this Monday Thursday for all of us too. We are reminded to remember the awful price Jesus paid in his suffering in the garden as he prepared for his suffering on the cross. And here's one final thought. What's your Gethsemane? What's my Gethsemane? What darkness right now is perhaps causing agony and suffering in your life, in my life as well, right now? Because remember this, church. Even in the darkest hour, the Lord Jesus Christ is the light of life. Even the darkness is as light to him. Even in all of our temptations, failures, and weakness, he intercedes and prays for those he came to save. Even when the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak, his amazing grace and steadfast love flows eternally. Let's heed his exhortation to watch and pray that we might not enter into temptation. Let's pray persistently and passionately as he did when he said, My Father, not my will, but your will be done. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, as we remember this night, this night of agony and suffering, that you made a way, you made a way for rebels, sinners, <laughs> outlaws, outcasts, misfits, People like us gathered here tonight, you made a way to the Father. And, 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 and truly, indeed, we need your grace and mercy. And as now, as we prepare to come to your table, Lord, would you humble us as only you could do, Spirit, so that we would realize 
the incredible weight that was on you that night, and yet it bought us freedom, freedom from sin and death. Lord, help us to celebrate in a way that would just bring you glory tonight as we remember you. And it's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen.